What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Why Are We Watching This Podcast. This week, Zach's stumbling upon a global conspiracy, and Sean's just taking a pounding to the balls because we're watching They Live. Beat your feet, man. What's up, guys? I'm Sean. I'm Zach. Welcome back to the Why Are We Watching This Podcast, where we re-watch and reevaluate the movies you love and hate. <laughs> this week we watch 1988's They Live. It is a sci-fi action movie. It is rated R, so leave the kids at home. It runs an hour and 34 minutes. <laughs> where are they going to go see this? I don't know, but it'd be cool if you could. Uh, directed by John... Our house. Come over here. Directed by John Carpenter, written by Fred Armitage, who's actually just John Carpenter. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Oh, that's not the one I thought it was. Hoo-ha! Um, IMDb rating, 7.3. It had a budget of $3 million. Did it make money or lose money in the box office? I don't know. You don't know? No clue. It made money. Thirteen million dollars. So it actually made about nice. uh ten million back. It's pretty good. Giving it right back to those corporate bastards. We let her out. Oh. Bye. Little kitty doesn't want to hang. Little little pussy ass bitch. Uh okay, so quickly this movie is about a lone wanderer who stumbles upon an alien conspiracy to control the human race. We get Rowdy Roddy Piper again. We had him two weeks ago with fucking Hell Comes to Frogtown. One more. We got I'm, Keith I'm doing David. the countdown. Keith fucking David. Yeah, which I was really excited about this because I just started playing Mass Effect for the first time ever, and he's he's in it. He's yeah. your captain. Nice, so. nice. That's pretty fun. He's pretty good in this movie, but he's he's not quite at his peak yet. Yeah, but... I liked him in it. We'll get into it, because I don't think anybody in this movie necessarily kills it, but I think everybody's everybody's there, and everybody's trying. Uh, This movie kind of... This movie came out after Big Trouble in Little China. (laughs) Did it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The whole deal was, like, John Carpenter really wasn't getting any luck in the Hollywood system. Uh, okay. He ironically got what his... He got, like, the modern treatment where it's like, oh, you made a movie for super cheap? Okay, well, we're gonna keep giving you, like, little chunks of money to do this. Hoo-ah! And because of that, he essentially, uh, got tired of, like, working on shit that they wanted him to do because of all of, like, the producers coming in and changing shit. And it was like, I just want to make the movies I want to make, and that's where you get Big Trouble in Little China in this right. movie. right. Uh, this is based on a short story called Eight O'Clock in the Morning. The core, uh, story is essentially the same. A guy discovers that aliens are running like humans and then tries to stop it, but he has to do it by eight o'clock in the morning before his ability to recognize everything goes away. Hmm. Uh, oh, uh, 
Yeah, so his name in this movie, Rowdy Roddy Piper, it's not a... Not Popper. Huh? Not, not Popper. Popper. Yeah. Piper. Um, okay. Roddy, uh, how many Dora, Pipers Dora. could a... Uh, I don't know. How many Poppers could the Piper pop in 15, 15 20 minutes? <laughs> so he goes to try to get a job. They essentially will not hire him because he doesn't have work history. And then he becomes, like, homeless at this homeless camp. Yeah. Which is where most of this movie takes place. Kind of. A good chunk of it, sort of, yeah. Uh, He ends up, like, doing some scab work at a construction site, which... Man, this movie... It's so wild to me that it was written when it was, because it's, like, so on-the-nose politically with a lot of things that are still... I know. Like, very prescient. It was almost triggering for me. It was bizarre, dude. And, and like, this is just... (laughs) This is just post, like, or coming at the end of Reagan's second term as well. Sure. So you you do get to see sort of his response to... uh, Capitalism, consumerism, as well as heavy racism. Yeah. And, uh, and like, the treatment of the homeless population. And, dude, it's brutal. Yeah. Like, they show up and bulldoze the fucking place. Like, I know. With the SWAT team. It was insane. Dude, I was just like, damn, this is, like, crazy. And, like, not that far off, and that's crazy. Yeah, uh, and also that mullet. Dude, and these... Him and Keith David, I'm gonna say right now... They're hard bodies, dude. Yeah, Because yeah. we see Roddy without a shirt on working, like, at construction. And I was like, damn, boy. He would have been such a good Eddie Brock. Dude, he honestly would. A Venom movie in the dude, 80s. I mean, in, uh, we didn't say this last time, but R.I.P., he did die, like, within the last few years. I've been kind of... I'm, I'm doing my thing, watching, you know, Sonny. Yeah. And he's in it, and right. I'm, like, I'm, like, emotional. I'm like, Ugh. He, he like, was such a good dude, but also a good actor. Um, I don't know if we got into this really last week, but or two weeks ago, but he was, like, a heel when it came to wrestling. I don't know if you know what that is, but the heel is sort of the bad guy. Yeah, okay. And it got to the point that he, because he was so good at the character, that he, when he would go get dinner after wrestling, he'd have to go straight back to the cook and give him 20 bucks and be like, don't spit in my food. Oh. Because, like, wrestling was huge. Yeah. You know, at the time. And so, that's crazy. Hoo-ah! Uh, There's some stuff, um, like, when, when Roddy's, when Nada meets, uh, Frank, which is, uh, Keith David's character. Yep. He's, like, super reserved because Frank, like, offers to show him a place to go get food and, like, kind of sleep. Yeah. Which is the camp that he ends up at. And he, like, won't talk to him. Now, he does say later, like, uh, I don't... That's just what called socially say? awkward. He says, like, I don't side with a man unless, until I know where he's going or something like that. Oh, sure. Which I was like, I get that, but, like, you also just straight up ignored this dude and then followed him home. Like, that's yeah. so weird. Well, and he's trying to help you and you, like, don't want to, like audibly take it or, or yeah it was it was a bit odd i don't know it felt a little bit like kind of tone deaf i didn't know what they were trying to do with that Hoo-ah! um yeah we get like a couple of speeches about like reaganism and capitalism too yeah. from like uh the frank's character when he's talking about like trying to make money for his wife and daughter and how like he just keeps getting pulled down 
and how he wishes he could be like this is what's ironic is he says he wishes he could be like able to go and fight these guys he's like essentially said i'd go take these guys down if i had the opportunity mm-hmm. but then uh shortly nada gives him kind of the opportunity to help him and he's like hey, no, well, no, no, yeah. no 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 which i was like oh that's funny because that's very representative of like how people kind of really are yeah and i don't mean this in like a um and like in a, I'm coming at people sideways or I think less of people for this, but like, I think people are sort of intuitively, um, cowardice or coward. Like, I think there's cowardice in people, especially when it comes to things like that, where it's like, Oh, I could be destroying like my entire life just by doing this thing. Even if it feels like the right thing to do. Sure. So, um, it is understandable to see like where he's coming from as well. That's what's interesting about this movie is it's sort of, it shows you a character who's like, oh, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that thing that you want to do. But it's like, I don't know, man. Like, there's times when I think about shit like that where I'm like, God, I just want to, like, fucking uh, beat the fuck out of this guy. He's, my, you know, that I, he's being an asshole to me at work or whatever, we'll say. But it's like, I can't do that because, like, you know, I could lose my job or, like, that could fuck my life up. <laughs> yeah. But he... He's like, no, you can though. Like, it's okay, essentially. And it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. I want to like walk away from all this and pretend you didn't just say that. You know what this movie rem- it reminds me of? And I wanted to bring this up earlier, but I kind of forgot. Escape from New York. The Matrix. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. Uh, explain. So in both movies, we see somebody who is essentially shown like, oh, the world is not the what you think it is. Yeah, that's what it the is. The Jesus. Um, no, it's kind of switched actually. Because in this movie, it's a white guy that discovers that things are, like, not what they seem. But oh, he offers I, okay, it to so a black man and says, like, here's your opportunity to help me take this down. You're saying but, Nada is Morpheus. Kind of, yeah. I see. Okay. But but essentially, he's, like, saying, like, oh, you need to wake... You're waking up to see, like, things aren't what they need or what they seem to be. You can take the red pill and keep living your life, but I think you should take the blue pill. Yeah. And then they end up doing this stuff, which, outside of the context of, like, there being aliens... They're technically just terrorists going around killing people. Yeah. Like, and I was thinking about what that watching this, like, if you were to really think about what's happening in this and remove yourself from, like, like, they're, they're talking about a fucking alien conspiracy to take over the world. Yeah. Like, if someone you knew was, like, due to aliens are fucking out to get me, and they were, like, buying guns, you'd be worried about them. Yeah. But, but these dudes are going around killing people. And so that's what I mean, is, like, they are right. But it's kind of fucked. And that's sort of the thing in The Matrix. Like, the good guys in The Matrix are made to look like terrorists. Because, like, the agents are cops. Yeah. Like, how twisted is that, right? Well, sometimes. But I think that's just a disguise, though. I think they always revert to that, like, FBI agent form. But that's what I mean. They're an authority. Yeah. And so that's, like, that's kind of an interesting idea. Like, you're supposed to think of the authority, which, I mean, that's also... Interesting, considering a lot of what's happening right now politically. And I, I, we've said this like five times in the last... We're not a political podcast, Sean. Not a political podcast. Hoo-ha! Oh, there's that one. But sometimes there are things that mirror politics uh, and also go to show that like political stuff doesn't really change. Or at least hasn't Shit really changed. Shit don't change. Yeah, nothing's really changed. Another um, white guy in office. Well, you know, whatever. I don't want to get into that right now. Uh... <laughs> We do see some cool stuff. So a broadcast cuts through the TV 
and it's a guy sort of talking about this conspiracy of the they are taking over mm-hmm. they're controlling you um we also when do this when do you think this movie would take place it came out in 89 do you think it takes place in 89 or is it supposed to be in the future uh oh it's well hard to say sure uh, because yeah, they don't really go into the science about the glasses, how they work. So like, now the only hint we get is someone on the TV during a fashion shoot thing says the Roaring Nineties. Okay. So I'm assuming it's in the nineties. Interesting. But that doesn't say anything. Right? Yeah. Um. Let's get to what kind of happens here. Um, Nada sees that the people that he's been seeing around this camp are sort of doing some shady shit in a church and <laughs> finds these glasses. Um, he doesn't get to take them because the cops show up and this is where the camp gets torn down. But he comes back, he steals a box of these glasses and he puts a pair on. And what happens? I don't know who, who of us that was. That, that was me. What happens when he puts the glasses on? Well, he starts to see things differently. Nice. Nice. Um, Everything on the TV is, like, these aliens telling you to, like... Conform. Conform. Consume. I actually wrote down a ton of the keywords. Get married and reproduce. Marry and reproduce. Obey. Consume. Conform. No independent thought was one as well. Submit and stay asleep. Hoo-ah! Stay asleep and sleep are kind of uh, big because like what, later on he sees spray painted on a wall. They live, we sleep. Oh, I missed that. And, um, you know, that's, that's essentially like this whole movie is saying like, stay asleep to what's really happening. And these people are yeah. alive and they're thriving. And it's interesting because we see an interaction, one specific interaction when not is wearing the glasses, he sees a businessman and an alien that's in the form of a businessman. Right. And the the human didn't get the uh, promotion. And the other one's saying, like, oh, it's all right, man. Just keep trying. You'll get it next time. Like, clearly leading him on, right? Right. Um, that That is just... That's funny to see, like, oh, even the people that do succeed, like, they're kind of in on it. It reminds me of society as well, actually, kind of. Yeah, well, and that's kind of what it's saying. And uh, you notice, like, or at least I felt like I noticed, they're all white people, too. Oh, interesting. That definitely... Definitely could be something. Because... John Carpenter's, like, a pretty woke dude. Now, it's yeah. funny because I think of him as sort of an auteur because, like, he does everything. He does, like, the the writing, the filming, the fucking the, editing, the music. Like, yeah, the music. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like when people say that about him. But I think that he doesn't like it because he feels like it's pretentious to be like, yeah, I guess I am. Like, he's like, that's not sure. something you should say about yourself. Like, that's not, you don't really get to decide. Sure. Yeah, and I, can, so, I can understand that. But I do think of him as that and, like, this is a low-budget fucking movie, dude. He had $3 million. Do you think that this movie... I, I don't know. Like, this movie feels, like, impressive to me. But it's not... It's not visually impressive, necessarily. <laughs> like, like we can get into that. The effects in this movie aren't that great. And, They're like, not. the fact that this came out seven years after The Thing... 
Like, that's insane. Think about what they were also doing, though. Like, they had, like, sentry robots, like, flying around, which that actually looked okay. That stuff looked okay. I was, like, shocked but, that it didn't look as bad as I would expect it. Okay, but, yeah, the prosthetic stuff on the aliens is kind of like, um Right. Now, with that being said, it you get the idea. Like, it gets the point across. Yeah. Um, and, it, and you only seeing it in black and white until the very end yeah. is also effective, I think. Definitely. Um, which I had kind of like a, a joke about that because when I was watching it, I was like, how does him wearing these sunglasses all of a sudden let him hear what is happening or what's being broadcast? Because you hear like over broadcast, the voice being like, sleep, stay asleep. Oh yeah. In the background. And I was like, what, how would he hear that? He has fucking sunglasses on, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I do like the alien design. I think it's kind of iconic at this point. But yeah, the makeup's not great. But there's to something we've said like often, like you know, good makeup don't make a movie, but bad makeup can break your movie. I don't think it breaks the movie. I don't think it does either. But I I don't know, and that's why I brought up the acting earlier too. This movie's not like super well acted. The makeup's not great, but it still feels like there's something to it. That like other movies miss. Yeah. Now the makeup on, and maybe we should just get into this, but the makeup on Keith David and Roddy Piper after their fight scene mm-hmm. looked really good. I was like, yeah. dude, did they actually just beat each other up? Because it kind of looks like it. <laughs> yeah, watching them, it kind of looked like it. Now this fight scene's long as fuck. It's too long. John Carpenter hadn't realized until someone brought it to his attention, like that it was comically long and he was like, Oh, I guess I never <laughs> thought about it. He's like, I just cut it together. Yeah. Jesus. It is the longest fucking fight scene I've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, it's like, not that like it's, it angered me. Cause I'm like, why, why is he just beating the shit out of this dude? Just to get him to put on the glasses. Like, right. why don't you like try being like a nice human being to him? Why are you like beating the shit out of him over it? There were two point two points. Two points in the <laughs> in the fight. Two points. Huh? There were two points in the fight that I didn't really understand. So, the the first point being when Roddy hits the the car window with the the two by four and it breaks. Yeah, and he like he's like, oh, I sorry. Yeah, sorry. And he's like, you motherfucker about it. Yeah. I was like, why are they having a moment? You just swung a fucking piece of wood at him. Like, why are you guys having a moment about the fact that you broke someone else's car window? I assumed it was his. For I don't some think reason. it is. I don't think so either. And then because they um, walked together back, right? And then uh, after the like near the end of the fight, Keith David knees uh, Roddy Piper in the nuts like five times in a row or four oh, times Jesus. in a row. And I was like, why so many times? Like, I think one time was fine. Like, this guy should be fucked up. His balls are just destroyed. Destroyed. Uh, I really, oh yeah, so I really appreciated, though, we do see the money through the the glasses. I didn't get to see what it said on it. This is your god. That's right, okay. Oh, I love that. I thought that was so good. And it, it goes to show, like, the attention to detail, which maybe that's the prop department, but I really do think that John Carpenter had, like, a big like hand in that stuff. One thing that was kind of a bummer, but I was like, it's fine because it's effective was that whenever you saw it, like in the black and white, it looked like it was obviously like fake. Right. Instead of actual shots of the city. 
which sure. makes sense, right? Because they wanted it to probably look real, so they like created a little set or something. But but they did a pretty good job because I mean he does the whole thing of like taking the glasses off, putting them back on, and like yeah. showing the contrast where it goes from like these bright, vivid ads to just black and white, like obey, consume. Yeah. Which I was just like, shit, that's cool. Yeah, it's such a cool concept, and I mean like it obviously went on to inspire the obey company mm-hmm. you know whose design is sort of like an homage but um i mean it's been parodied and reproduced by so many different people too which is kind of ironic in itself yeah that, that this thing that was supposed to be like oh look they're in control has in itself become a brand that people buy because it's cool and nostalgia is a fucking like brand yep. is what it is Nostalgia, the brand. We should just LLC that right away. <laughs> Nostalgia, LLC. Uh, uh, we get one of the, like... Oh, actually, before before the bank part, he starts uh, insulting, like, everybody. Like, that's yeah. an alien, like, calling them ugly and shit. And then they start to report him, like, to their watches. Yeah. Which is important. It goes to show, because, like, they all have a watch, and it does a lot more than just tell time. And, like... <laughs> Uh, he tries to, like, run off, he ends up, like, killing some cops, and then he makes his way into a bank. Yeah, where yeah he this says, is pretty good. He says the iconic line. Yeah. I've come to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Yep. That is the fucking coolest line. And it's, like, kind of cheesy, but it's, like, so cool at the same time. Yeah, definitely. He's... hoo At least a little bit gotta be, like, uh, responsible for Duke Nukem. Yeah, I think they were try- probably trying to base it off that. Because, like, even like the that. concept of, like, this guy who's killing aliens. But they're alien pigs in that game. Sure. Like, boars, but they're aliens. Nonetheless. Yeah. Um, they're, they're pigs, though. Now, cops. he, like, kind of kidnaps Meg Foster. Who, yeah. Have you seen her now? No. Dude, she looks awful. Really? She looks like a fucking skeleton. Oh, man. Like, and I don't even, I mean, I don't know, maybe I do mean that in a mean way. She just doesn't look great. Here, I'm going to show you a picture. Hang on, I'm looking her up. Boom. Uh, dude, right there. Yeah. She looks scurry. It's like the Crypt Keeper, dude. I know. She looks, um, she looks weathered. That's what I would say. Yeah. Like, she looks Is she like... the chick from Leviathan? Uh, yes. Well, yeah. Uh, she is. The eyes, dude. Actually. Which, okay, do you think John Carpenter has a thing for green eyes? Although the, her eyes are, like, blue. I was like, she's got, like, blue eyes. Uh, yeah, something like that, Because probably. Big Trouble in Little China, the whole thing was green eyes. I think that was kind of more also, like, uh, well, maybe, yeah, but... <laughs> but, like, jade is something that you see a lot in, like... Asian culture. I yeah, don't know. Am I talking? I don't know if I'm talking out of my ass right now or not. I don't know. I'm just repeating what I've seen and heard. So maybe I am. So when they go back to Meg Foster's house, though, we see her like neighbor, and is he like? Is this her gay neighbors or like? I don't know. These dudes look like oh, the yeah. Bee Gees cover band, but like they, I did not. I also thought they were the dudes from the, from his work or something though. Uh, the guys know. you always see, or no, the guys in the homeless camp, but then, oh uh, yeah, I guess that doesn't make sense. Why would they be in some house, like, 
rich person house. Dude, I'm not a fan of the way he treats wearing the glasses like a drug. He's like, oh, I got this high, but now I'm coming down. He, like, It's just, it's kind of just cheesy. I get what they're doing, but it was like, okay. Yeah. But they also talk about how it gives you a headache. Right. Too. Which, uh, a little later they do get like an upgraded version of it where they, they get, get the eye contacts. contacts yeah. yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, it, very video game. Yeah. But it was it was cool enough. Yeah, for sure. Um, she ends up knocking him out of the fucking window, dude. Dude. And he flies down How the How does he survive? I, because it's Roddy Piper. <laughs> Literally, that's why. <laughs> we need a Roddy Piper uh, quote on there. Yeah, we do. I need to get him, like, talking shit on... Which, by the WCW. way, he, he... It's kind of funny, but he kind of looked like a mix of... Christopher Lambert and Clancy Brown in this. Oh, weird. Like, I if you, like, that. really look at him. Beefcake fucking Christopher Clancy Lambert. Clancy Lambert. Uh, dude, we, we gotta do Highlander uh, again, or Highlander 2. Let's just do the second one. Yeah. It, even though it's, like, really bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm putting it on my list. Good. Awesome. Uh, Nada ends up finding Frank. This is actually, like, where the fight ends up happening. Um... Which, before they get into the fight, though, like, uh, Frank tries to give Nada a week's pay in cash just to be I like... I know! And that's what man. I mean, dude! Like, he's a genuinely good dude. Yeah, and Nada's a fucking asshole. Oh, man, I liked... I really liked his character in this. And, and the fight like, scene was actually kind of dope at first, but then it's like, okay, when the fuck is this gonna be over? Sure. Kind it, of dude, tired of watching them beat the shit out of each other. It's like four and a half minutes long. Yeah. It, it's a very long fight scene. Although it's funny because it got over and I was like, well, I guess the movie's pretty close to being over now. Like, I just <laughs> fucking watched through a quarter of it. Yeah, for real. Um... Hoo-ah! Oh, five. He gets five knees to the balls. I wrote it down. Nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's insanity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, was that ass whipping really worth all that? Uh, Roddy also says, honestly, he gets his ass beat another, by Frank. Another one of uh, Roddy's like one-liners here. Life's a bitch and she's back in heat. Yeah. I Dude, that's... That should have been my quote. Some of these, like... These one-liners, I was just like, John Carpenter is having a field day writing this. He was just like, yeah! What'd you think of the bluesy-ass score? Uh, I don't think I was really paying attention to it. It reminds me a lot of the score for Hard Target, a movie I've mentioned on this podcast before. I guess we're watching Hard Target next We're week. gonna have to. It's a Van Damme movie. Nice. It's a Van Damme movie where he's supposed to be, like, Cajun. And oh, then God. and Wilford Brimley is his Cajun uncle. I don't know who that is. Uh, yeah, you do. It's the diabetes guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's all you had to say. Diabetes. Diabetes. Uh, okay. So yeah, they end up uh, sort of like trying to recoup at a at a hotel. Yes. They get like a room, which was interesting, because you know they banged. Yeah. And then they reunite with the group from the church, and this is where they get, like, upgraded into the contacts. Mm -hmm. And then they also sort of get, uh, well, they get invaded again, and there's, like, this crazy gunfight, which was actually hilarious, because at one point, Roddy Piper was just literally flinging a gun around, holding a trigger, like, not aiming, and then it would just cut to a guy getting <laughs> shot, and I was like, nice, awesome. Yeah, he did, he, uh, did a prey and spray. Uh, oh, yeah. And, uh... They find their way into, like, a secret gathering, and then the homeless guy from earlier 
from the homeless camp that was watching TV. He's right. in a suit. Dressed yeah. up real nice. Yeah. And he explains that, like, you know, the aliens are taking over, but if you just join them... Oh, actually, I think he's under the impression that Nada and Frank did join. He's he's under the impression they got recruited. Right. And so he's, like, giving them, a, like, a tour of the back. Or converted, I think that's what it was. Right. So he gives them a tour and shows them around, and we see an interesting shot of them, like, teleporting these aliens to another planet. Yeah. Which I was like, whoa, what is happening here? Yeah. Like, I kind of want to get into this, but we don't. And then... Um, yeah, they, they essentially get pushed, uh, pushed, they, they walk into like the back of uh, one of the news, uh, channels, Mm -hmm. like where they shoot the news. It's all aliens, of course. And I don't think it is. Um, well, the guards are not, the guards are human, I believe, uh, now, with that being said, they end up, like, pulling their guns out and shooting the guards, and the homeless guy escapes. Yeah. Because he uses the, the watch to, like, teleport, which is something that, like, randomly just kind of happens and becomes a part of this. Yeah. Uh, like, it happens twice. It's not, like, a thing that's common. <laughs> and, uh, they end up, like, going, uh, uh, into, like, the TV station, and they find... Meg Foster's character. Yep. That, that bitch. I know. She's fucking flip-flopping everywhere. <laughs> Fuck her, dude. Uh, They try to, like, take her to the top of the building because they dest- they're going to destroy the satellites that, like, put out this a signal that keeps people from being able to, like, see the aliens and hear the, like, everything for what it really is. Yeah. And then she fucking shoots Frank. She fucking shoots Keith David. Yeah. Dude, and I think... Roddy Piper would have heard it. <laughs> he was not that far ahead and guns are loud. Yeah. They're in like a corridor, like climbing stairs. Yeah. <laughs> so it, he somehow it's gets It's been the, a couple days, I kinda forgot. He like, somehow gets to the top of this building, he gets to the satellite and a helicopter shows up and she's like there behind him and he drops his gun, but then he like secret gun shoots her. Yeah. And ends up shooting the satellite, which he gets lit up by the helicopter and dies. And that's the other thing. Is oh, that, shit. I guess I didn't re- realize that. Yeah, he dies. He gets killed at the end. Um, but he takes out the radio. He does take out the, like, satellite yeah. before he goes. Which the movie then cuts to, we see, like, different d- places where the broadcasts were happening, except everything's in color. Yeah. And the aliens are no longer human. They're just aliens in their human clothes. And we see, or well, or not clothes. We see that happen too. Um one well, of the I think that was just because of that scene. Right, absolutely. So what happens is people start seeing that the news broadcasters are alien. People see an alien in a group, which I loved that shot because the alien guy is like completely still not moving like oh fuck because he's surrounded by people and they're all like freaking out and he's just completely still not moving i was like i love that yeah um we cut to a woman having sex with an alien that's the part i remember and she can see him for what he really looks like yeah and she freaks out dude that's freaky honestly that would be scary and he's just like what's wrong baby yeah (laughs) which is funny because like earlier one of the cops says to nada like 
you look just as ugly as us as we do to you. Right, yeah. Or you look just as ugly to us as we do to you. That's what right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's funny. So that guy must be like some sort of kinks, kinky guy having sex with a human. Like on his species. <laughs> maybe. He's or like, maybe he just wants his... He's just know, trying to get that nut. He's trying to get it wet. He's yeah. just a squirrel looking to get his nut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Looking to splash into the beast. Well, uh, when Roddy Piper does get shot down, he does flip off the camera, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but we're just kind of left with that to see, like, the people now see what's actually going on around them. Yep. It's pretty interesting. Uh, now I have a little bit of an anecdote about this movie. I worked at a... uh, Radio Shack. Smoke shop. (laughs) What would you call it? Like a... A head shop. A head shop, thank you. And... This guy came in, he had a tattoo of one of the aliens from this on one of his hands. Oh, yeah. And then he had one of the aliens from Mars Attacks on his other hand. Uh-huh. Like, the heads were on the tops of his hands. And above the They Live ones, it said They Live. And yeah. above the alien from Mars Attacks, it said Ak Ak. And yeah. so it's supposed to say They Live, We Sleep, but in the different ang- uh, languages. Yeah. And I was like, that is fucking awesome. That's pretty cool. And I love both those movies. I mean, um... Yeah, Mars Attacks is great. Mars Attacks is awesome. Tim Burton, you know, all-star fucking cast. Yeah. Uh, Jack uh, Black. Jack and Jack Nicholson playing, like, three different fucking people. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, let's let's get through maybe some scores on this one. What uh, do you want to rate it out of? Uh, uh, we'll uh, rate it out of how many... Knees to the balls Frank gave. Uh, nice. Well, out of five, right? Exactly. Yeah, out of the it's five. on point. Do you want to go first or I'm going to go? Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I give this movie, I think, like a four or a 3.5. Okay. Um, but I kind of think a four. It's pretty good. Um, and, yeah, it's kind of seeing everything from, like, this outside perspective. It's like, oh, shit. But, you know, like, yeah, people view people who kind of go through that um, as, like, crazy. And it does seem crazy, but then it's like, well, without this outside perspective, it's like, well, I can kind of see it now. But then it's like, well, does that just make you crazy or or what? Like, you know? Right. It's like, so, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's cycle. It's the concept of, like, the terrorist or, like, whatever, right? Someone who does some awful thing, but it's because they have some sort of ideal behind it. And it's like, well, what if they're right? Which is the fucked up idea. Yeah. And but it's like this movie shows you that. With exactly. them being right. Um That is so interesting. I did not think that you would give this movie a four. You had not seen it before this. No. Okay. But I, I've seen like clips of him like first experiencing the shades. Sure. And stuff. Um It's an iconic movie. Yeah. It's so, really good. Um I'm shocked that you gave it that high of a score. Only because I didn't really know. Because this movie is kind of low budget, it's hard to tell what people are going to think about it. But it's also, like, so well done, and that's to John Carpenter's... Yeah, absolutely. Know, to credit. It, yeah. And I I would for sure, like, recommend it to anyone, honestly. Absolutely. Uh, I think that this movie is awesome. I think it's it's proof that, like, a limited budget really doesn't mean anything. It just means that you got to work... Re- like, good, find your... Good writing, and then good editing, and good shots. And, like, really taking the time to, like, think outside of the box to get shit done... Because I I think that there was a lot of that with this movie. Like, 
a lot of the falls and stuff, I think it was just Roddy Piper taking the fall. Yeah. Yeah, right? that's the thing is, like, he really put his body into it. And, that you know, that fight scene, like, it was actually shot really well. Uh, honestly, it was. It was, and maybe it was that's one of, why... like, the best fight scenes I'd ever seen, but it was just so goddamn long. Yes. It could have been two... It could have been two separate fight scenes in this movie. Hoo-ah! Exactly. Um, Maybe one in the beginning, and then they have, like, a... Like a... Like, hey, you're all right moment after it, or something. Right. And that's where he gets the job and stuff, or... I don't know. Well, but good movie, though. I, I, I gave this movie a four out of five as well. I, I think this movie's fucking awesome. It's near perfect, but it's not a perfect movie, and that's... Yeah. You know, that it is what it is. Um, I don't know... <laughs> I did find myself realizing something a little bit conflicting about my opinions on John Carpenter, or at least not John Carpenter, but just um, sort of the way he's been treated by the Hollywood system, because he's essentially been rejected. Besides, besides Hollywood, he sort of was has just been rejected from Hollywood. Mm. The thing was a flop, theatrically, like box office wise. Right. But that's like an awesome fucking movie, and he's yeah. also you know, he's put out some other stuff that's like, like Ghost of Mars. Not a very good movie, but it was him trying to make something that was going to be commercial. Sure. Okay. Um, I think, Ice Cube in that or something? Yeah. <laughs> and so what my thought was like, you know, it bums me out that he's never really gotten like a commercial appreciation because he is one of those directors um, that like really has done a lot for genre film. Like, so, you know, not dramas, but, like, horror, right. sci-fi, and action. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with that being said, though, if he had gotten that, like, would he have continued to make these movies? Right. Who knows? Where it's like, oh, no, you can watch this and understand, like, this guy really was, like, re- he was really dedicated to the form of getting this story made, regardless of whatever obstacle got in front of him. Yeah. And it and it's still good and like fun to watch and not really boring. Like I will say, even though a lot of the action is in the last quarter of the movie, uh, I think I enjoyed the first half kind of more to watch the character development stuff. I kind of did too because it was kind of towards the end that I kind of like stopped paying attention, and then it's... that's where and then it like ends and you're like I was like oh. I mean, it's it gets to a point where it's like, oh, well, there's only, like, one way this can really go. Yeah. But I think that when you're, like, seeing his reaction to discovering what's happening, like, that's the interesting, fun part of this movie. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this isn't, like, his best movie, but it it's fucking good, you know? Like, I, I don't know what I would say his best movie is, because he does have some really good ones, but... Like, this is a good movie. Like, I put it up there with... It's in, like, the Big Trouble in Little China category where it's kind of fun, it's kind of goofy, but it's also, like, a good movie still, <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Um, That, I think, is the that on that. Yeah, I, I was just looking up uh, John Carpenter and seeing what he's done. A uh, shitload of Halloween stuff. Like, well, because the, ha- like, the Halloween, shorts. the first one is his. Yeah. Uh, first three, actually, I think, are his. Well, and there's all these shorts. Well, that's because every time anybody does anything Halloween-related... Oh, he gets the credit, credit on it? Yeah. Oh, nice. So but... he did Halloween, he did The Thing, he did Big Trouble in Little China, he did this, he did In the Mouth of Madness, he Assault did on Precinct 13. Assault on Precinct 13. The Fog. The Fog. Christine. Yeah, Jason um, versus Leatherface, apparently. I, I don't know about that. 
I think Michael just appears in that, and so Probably. he gets a character credit. He did, um... But I'm looking up his writer's, uh, credits on IMDb, so... Huh. But yeah, well, Gus of Mars, Silent Predators, I've never seen, that, seen that, it's a TV movie. He did a movie called Vampire. Escape from L.A. Oh, Vampire Brooklyn! Oh no, that's I'm sorry, that's not John Carpenter, that's Wes Craven. But he did do a movie called Vampires. Um What is Prince he, of Darkness? Prince of Darkness, he did. Black Moon Rising. Um I haven't seen Black Moon Rising. Escape from New York. So he did both the Escape movies. Escape from New York and Escape from uh, LA. So apparently oh, okay, I see. He did the original The Fog, or at least a remake of I don't know if there's one before that. The 1981. No, yeah, he and did then, the original. And then I guess somebody they did a remake, so he gets that credit. Right. Even though they're very different. The original's about literal ghosts of pirates coming Dark back. Dark Star um, is not a good movie, but it is like one of his first movies. Yeah, I'm seeing that. 74. The big joke about Dark Star is that the villain is literally a beach ball. They just spray painted it black. And oh, it's like so an it's alien. Robber. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, good, good poll. I like that movie. <laughs> it's I know not you great, do. but I like it. It's so stupid. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at wawwt pod. Uh, leave us a review. Um, you know, if you're uh, if you're into this thing, because uh, that's going to be super helpful to us. And you could do that on any of the platforms you're listening on, whether it be iTunes podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, huh? Castbox, Amazon Music. Oh. Uh, did I miss any of them? I don't think so. Gmail. Yeah, yeah. Yah- email Yahoo, us. Yahoo News. If you honestly, if you want to email us, we do have an email, but our email address, and I'm not playing around, is why are we watching this podcast at gmail.com. Does that have the question mark in it? No. It. But it's so long. It needs, it's got to have the question mark. That's that's like the whole... <laughs> the whole marketing thing is the question mark. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, dude. I don't... I don't know. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. I do yeah. recommend it. John Carpenter's probably one of the best. Alright. This was a good pick. Thanks. Peace, bitches.